You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Now that heart is beating fast, and that's the rhythm I can dance to. I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to, that one big heart that's beating fast. Tomorrow morning, let it rain. Tomorrow morning, let it pour. Tonight we're in the groove together. Ain't gonna worry about stormy weather. Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Beat out all trouble and drum. Beat out all trouble and drum. Beat out all trouble and drum and kick all trouble out the door. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum and kick all trouble out the door. Kick him 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 out the door. Welcome to Radical Australia Community Radio 3CR. This program is streaming live. Yes, live on 3cr.org.au. The program will be podcast later on in the day or tomorrow, depending on the, you know, the whims of the producer, Kerry. How are you? How are you, Joe? I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> I hope you're Kerry, having a see, wonderful time see, and a wonderful is... life and a wonderful day because you How... deserve it. You're a great Guy. <laughs> How long have you been working for Woolworths? <laughs> On the checkout? I've been working for you, more like it. <laughs> Baby, if you were working for me, With, you, oh, would, you. you would have a real job. You wouldn't be wasting your afternoon <laughs> panel operating for nothing as a volunteer at 3CR. When are you going to get a real job? I do have a real job on the side, but I can't talk about it. Ooh. Very mysterious, you see. Mm-mm. Now, we have a very special guest. We do. He's really awesome. No, he's not awesome. He is. No, I reckon he is. Kelly, he's not awesome. He is. I did call you Kerry on purpose. You didn't bite on that one, did yeah, you? Yeah, I just let it go through to the keeper, that one. <clears throat> you know, Mr. Harold Millward, commonly known as Harry. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. The, uh, <laughs> the spring heat has um, hit me, but... Excuse me, you've got a badge on? Yeah, queer, roughly queers. <laughs> what, what, what? little group uh, formed in my union to uh, uh, represent the uh, queer int- the interest of queer workers. Um, and it was... Uh, well, they wear red noses and funny it's clothes. It's not red, you silly... It's pink, billions. I know, I know. Come on, that was a joke, <laughs> Kelly. Just, just hold your horses. You're just a producer. <laughs> You're just a draft horse who does all the hard work. I'm the show pony, okay? Your eyesight is no joke. <laughs> I know it isn't. <laughs> all right. no, I'm just interested in the cheddar badge on, that's all. Because oh. I hadn't seen that badge before. Yeah, I sort of thought I'd wear it for luck. Have my, have my... It's really cute. And it's like, I love those two colours together, mm. the, the pink and the blue. It always reminds me of, you know, columbines. Yeah. Do you remember those old sweet sweeties, mm. Columbines? Right, okay. They had really Probably from before my Nice time. wrapping in the 80s. Yeah, I, right. I, I, think anyway. I thought she was talking about Columbine in the USA. Yeah, I was, no. You thought the same thing, didn't <laughs> they were you? really <laughs> chewy caramel lollies. I wasn't sure whether to smile or look sad. 
she's one of those. She's an 80s and 90s girl. You could buy them with a packet of Columbines. These days it's Maltesers. Probably not. Anyway. When, you, when, you go to that, when you go to the f- pictures, and in my days... It was jelly beans. That's how old I am. In my days, it was uh, the... the, Skittles. No, it was the um, chocolate, like, buds, like the sort of... The men. No, no, the little round chocolate um, buds or... Like Maltesers. But but Harry, 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 what do you mean your days? You'd be a quarter of my age. How how old are you? We all have our own days. I am uh, currently... Thirty-three, um, but as of next week, I will be thirty-four. Millennial, you're millennial. Excuse yes. me. Excuse- so many millennials around me. <laughs> Excuse me. We've and got, old people. We've got something. In- <laughs> it's like the gamut of ages in this room. We need a zoomer, and then we'll uh, have a real conversation. No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. It's your birthday next week. Yes. And what day? On, on the on Saturday. Uh, so the night of the week. No, the 12th. Hasn't, you don't even remember your own birthday, Harry. Well, it's within the next week. <laughs> so, I assume it's Harold on your birth certificate. No, it's Harry. Really? Well, no. How it, come? It's, it's William. William. William is my first name. I go by my middle name because uh, before I was born, my parents, uh, for some reason, called me Harry the Fetus. And it, um, and it just stuck, and they just kept calling me Harry. I assumed to differentiate me from my grandfather, who shares my name. What, Harry, yeah. the, Harry the fetus? <laughs> I'm going to grab you some water. Yeah, look, uh, this, this, this pollen's giving me the crap. It's the day. You know, today's it. the day. Wednesday's today's the, the day. day. Yeah. Oh, I was, and I, I left, and I left the ventilator in the car. I got so. halfway to the uh, train station on my way here, and I, I ran back to the house, and I was like, I cannot go without some, uh, some um, hay fever. <laughs> you've tablets. done well. You've done well. Not like me. I was, <laughs> I was stupid enough. I left the puffer in the car. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's um, now. Are your parents alive? My parents are alive, alive and kicking. So we can only say good things about them. Is that right? No. Well, I mean, you can say true things about them. Oh, look, you don't want to destroy the Christmas party, Eric. Come <laughs> on. Have you got any brothers and sisters? I do. I have two brothers and uh, two sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so one sister, my older sister, well, my younger oldest sister here in Melbourne, uh, the rest over uh, in South Australia where I was born, um, and uh, my little brother's in the army, so he moves around. He moves around. Yeah, moves around. You're in the trade union movement. He's in the army. <laughs> I like I mean, it. There was there was a lot of uh, back and forth uh, when he first joined the army because I'm a little anti-violence hippie, and uh, he's. Uh, you're not a hippie. I'm no, sorry. But, you're not old enough. Yeah. You want to be. You wanna, you're a wannabe <laughs> hippie, Harry. Come on. I mean, you dress like a hippie. You're wearing badges like a hippie. I mean, you got a moustache like a hippie. I'm using the language of my generation. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Oh, so two brothers, two sisters, yeah. two parents. Yes, yeah. Very traditional upbringing in the city of churches, was it? Mm-hmm. Well, not in the city. I was uh, I was born in uh, Udunda Hospital. I grew up um, in the Excuse country me? town of Udunda. Could you explain for listeners where Udunda is? Ud- I thought I knew everything <laughs> in South Australia. Udunda is about two hours northish of Adelaide, or if you know where Gawla is, it's about an hour oh, north of Gawla. An hour north of Gawla. That's off the chart. Yeah. <laughs> that, there's no Google map up there. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, 
So no, I uh, sort of I grew up on a uh, on a farm. Um, sheep, sheep, sheep. So sheep. Yes, no, no, and then yes. So <laughs> my the 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 farm I grew up on, my my father and my mother's farm when they were still together was cattle, um, like milk cows and uh, piggery. Mm. And then uh, my stepfather has uh, sheep and crops, so uh, he uh-huh. makes the uh, he gets the merino wool from the the sheep, and uh, I, I make things with it. <laughs> does, he, does he have that super fine merino wool that they grow in, you know, in things in little I barns? Mean, I, I I I I assume so. I probably should have asked him before I came. The, the, the one that they get twenty six thousand dollars for well, a kilo. I, 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 I mean, I've always wanted an Armani suit. And, I, I, I know, know the merino sheep. I don't know. Well, well they tell me Armani suits are made from super fine, 26 micron merino wool. Some of the best wool in the world. That's right. comes yeah. from, was it Udanda or something? <laughs> comes from Australia and uh, New Zealand. Uh-huh. Um, but, yes, no, he, um, mm. I, I remember going uh, going camping in the mm. old uh, shearing sheds, uh, around the old shearing sheds when I was a kid yeah. and uh, – of shit on the ground when you're growing up on a farm you just learn to sort of try and avoid it Mm -hmm. did you take part in the muling and the castorations oh no i couldn't do that you couldn't do that no you couldn't i'm i'm too soft i could never (laughs) i when i realized where meat came from when i was a kid i couldn't eat meat for quite a while um (laughs) there was something about uh, seeing the animal before the the process and saying, you oh, realize, well, you no. realize, uh, we did eat meat in our family, but yeah. uh, I didn't eat lamb or sheep till I was about eighteen. Yeah, because my mother banned it from the house. Why is that? Well, her father was a shepherd, uh, and she was sick of the smell. You know, yeah. I can understand. Now, <clears throat> how difficult was life for you as a little little kitty going to school in in that? remote part of the world um it was an interesting experience growing up as a, a queer person in a very hang on, hang on, hang on. when did you realize things were a bit different <laughs> oh I, I realized i was different uh, probably from the time i could uh recognize myself in the mirror but um i mean i didn't come out until 18 but no, no there, but- you could always tell like there's i don't I know my mum says she didn't know, but right. <laughs> she's um, willfully, willfully ignorant. You know, so you think, you think in primary school? Oh, before that. Before, yeah. Even before that. <laughs> yeah. Before that, right. No, I knew, <laughs> but I didn't. So, so, so One of the, coming out of the 80s where, like, there was so much uh, hatred towards the, the queer community yep. Yep. Uh, and a lot of that, well, so... Adelaide is a few years behind, and then Udunda is a few years behind that. Mm, um, mm. Not to be mean to uh, mm. the people out there, but like that was just the the reality of growing up there as a queer yep. person. Um, there was a lot of um, self hatred that came with that, um, and uh, not really sort of knowing how to be authentic in in social situations because. I was I was the queer one who would get cool names and mm-hmm. um, well, in primary school. Mm, no, I think I was just a weird kid. I like to sit by myself and right. uh, right. uh, mum, mother, mum, mum always used to sort of uh, say I was just I like to sit in my own little imaginary world and right. 
playing mm. in the sandpit. I just, uh, yeah, I didn't well, relate to, to those kids yeah, well, as, as lovely as they, they may have been. Lucky you weren't born in the 60s and 70s Adelaide. Remember the popular sport we used to play? I don't. I wasn't there. I don't oh, remember no, much you don't, you don't, <laughs> from that. You don't remember that period. Adelaide was a terrible place for queer people. What was the sport? Well, no, seriously. People need to understand history. They need, need to understand how far we've come. Mm-hmm. It was People would, um, straight men would bash gay men and then drown them in the torrents and the police would ignore it. Mm. Sounds and, about right. And Sounds... That's, that's what it was like. That was like in the city of churches in the 70s. It's not that, uh, it's not that overly, uh, I suppose, different to the, the Americans and... British government's ignoring AIDS and yes. letting it just kill people. So yeah. I think that that is an important thing mm. to talk about. You know, we've come a long way and it's a hard thing to face, but there's a lot of uh, a lot of people that grow up now and um, it incredibly jealous of, of being able to grow up um, and be able to be out and yeah. happy with who you are. But but missing out on that, that history does take away from the the culture that we've created mm. makes it less it, it it removes the reason why the culture exists yeah and i think i think we need to acknowledge where we come from yeah. we have to because if we don't what you win you can lose in a generation less yeah. than a generation we see it all around the world what you don't fight for you lose oh, uh, whether you've got it or not bloody trade unionists <laughs> i've heard that slogan before <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that part of your life later on but i'm interested how did you co- did you go to local high school or did you move to adelaide so the school i went to um was um a reception to 12 so from right i think it's they're called different in um victoria but so basically uh pre-grade one up all the way up to year 12. I left in year 10, uh, after my parents divorced, um, I went to the city to live with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Brighton secondary and, um, was a bit of a culture shock to be able to walk to a friend's house or walk to the shops or, or sort of experience some kind of, um, way to sort of live my own life without having to have my mum drive me around. Like I was only 16. Like I, right. I couldn't get around. I otherwise. <laughs> Sounds like a song there, Harry. Yeah, we'll make it. We'll make it together. Yes. I can't sing. And, uh, well, neither can I. Neither, neither <laughs> but, can Kelly. You know, but we do have guests that come in. We have well, an amazing producer. Tony Millman, if you're listening and I know you do listen, <laughs> we'd like a song. <laughs> what, what, what would you like to call it? Harry? Um, Harry goes to town. Harry goes to town. That works. Harry goes to town. <laughs> Tony right. will be able to do that. I know he's, he's, he's talented. You know, you know Tony Millman. Yes, I've met him at the uh, the um, public housing. Everybody's business. Oh, that's right. He yes. turned up with his guitar. He's turned up at least twice. And did he turn up with two guitars? Was that him? Or was that somebody else? I can't remember. Uh, uh, who knows? Doesn't matter. He'll he'll do a song for you, Harry. Yeah, I'm sure. All I'm right. Sure. So you left at grade ten. Yeah, yeah. Why? I don't remember. I don't remember what I was feeling or what I wanted or whether it was about coming to the the big city or getting away or starting over fresh or whether I just thought that I would thrive in a in a more um metropolitan environment. Um 
I think I probably was right. I think I probably did thrive in, uh, I, I, I like, I like living in a place where I can walk <laughs> somewhere and get somewhere. Mm, I like, mm, I loved growing mm. up uh, on a farm where I could just walk forever and get nowhere. Right. But there, there's something about adolescence that, that makes you think, God, I wish I could get somewhere. <laughs> Jeez, I hope your life hasn't come to a grinding halt, Harry. But we'll see at the end of the interview. Those connections are so important when you're a teen. Yes. You know, being able to go to places, see people, all that social world. And it's 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 not all of it's not innate. There's so much culture that goes into it. So many hidden rules and uh, expectations as a as a as a young person that you you have to meet. Or a lot of um, yeah, just uh, it's it's hard to sort of fit in when you've come mm. from somewhere completely different. Um, I guess that's an experience that a lot of people can relate to. But mm. so, did you just lie in bed and play games, or did you do something when you left school? When I, when when you left school? At oh, when I left school, um, I <laughs> my dad said uh, you got to start paying rent, so you better get a job, and I said. <laughs> Fine. Uh, so I got my first job at Hungry Jacks, oh, and good, good, that good. was uh, burgers are better at Hungry Jacks. <laughs> you kept saying that to yourself. I, I think I got um, what's it called where you where you um, hurt your wrist by repetitive strain. Re- repetitive RSI. Strain. Yeah, RSI. I got RSI from putting meat into a broiler over and over and over. Oh. I remember, um, but, but there were many happy people. I really? I didn't. Well, know. the fact I, that you put no, that meat a, in the broiler, <laughs> you know, you made people happy. Harry. Uh, I might have. I'll, I'll, I only remember the ones that were angry, but <laughs> I do remember. I didn't. Um, I didn't join the SDA at the time because um, I SDA. Got, what's that? Some type of disease? The, well, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. What's the SDA? Come on, that, tell us. This is the shoppies. The the um, shops. Uh, Distributors. It? Yeah, something the shops Alliance. distributive. You, Union, uh, yeah. alliance, whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I kind of, in retrospect, I'm glad I didn't, but I did find it funny that uh, one day when I was leaving work, I noticed the the boss and the SDA rep that had come around smoking pot behind the <laughs> store together. Well, that's, that's, that's <laughs> as you now know, that is, that's the SDA way. Yeah. Not the smoking pot, but chatting to the boss. Yeah, yeah. Coming to an agreement. Uh, Remember a few years ago, they came to an agreement with actually cut their members' wages. I, <laughs> I am aware now. I am aware now. It's uh, it wonderful. It's um, interesting that they call themselves a union, but... Um, well, they've been around a long time. I know. Around a long time. So is syphilis, but now, it doesn't make it good. Well, yes, because you can treat it these days. Uh, it's not like it what used to be, where you'd get tertiary syphilis, brain damage. You know, it's you treat it. It's easy. When I was a young man, you didn't worry about those things. You just got a shot in the bum and you went on with your life. And then AIDS comes and ruins it all. Now, let's get back to you. Now, I usually don't pry. No, yeah, during the interview, but, I've, I've but heard you did the, say well, you heard I've what? heard the the show before. I've never heard you pry. No, never pry. <laughs> no. Never pry. No, no, no. <laughs> and uh, you said you came out. Yeah. At eighteen. Yeah. What? Why did you? Why did you bother? <laughs> it felt uh, it felt important at the time, and uh, I don't think anyone was surprised but my mum. Um, <laughs> 
I, my sister outed me. Um, I don't, not maliciously, but, uh, she, she, I, I told her, uh, which I thought was, uh, um, private, private. Yeah. And she said, Hey mom, guess what about Ariel? <laughs> oh, she, you little bitch. But, uh, <laughs> Is she no, older or younger than you? She's younger than me by four years. I, I love it a bit, oh, yeah. and I don't. And I'm at and eighteen. Not... Why would you tell a fourteen-year-old <laughs> Harry? Come on, you know they we, can't keep secrets. We, we all have to learn a lesson at least once. <laughs> right. um, but no, no, it was it was fine. And in retrospect, I'm glad she did because it was a lot easier than me doing it. It was a lot easier to be mm. annoyed than nervous. It was right. a lot easier to be mm. angry than anxious. Right. Um, I, and then coming out to my dad, uh, I, I don't know that I ever had to come out. I, I just said to him one day, oh, dad, I'm off to uh, hang out with my boyfriend. Mm. And he said, okay. That was it. And that was it. I, 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 I don't built, think it was a surprise to him, Harry. <laughs> I built it up in my head, and this, this dramatic moment, but uh, no, it was nothing. And uh, yeah. uh, I appreciate that. Wow, that's Thanks, really dad. cool. Well, that's the way it should be, isn't it? Yeah. That's the way it should be. It's not... It's. I was talking with this Kelly, to Kelly before, and I think, you know, people come onto the program and people make a big thing of people's sexuality. It's just just part of the, it's part of their life. It's part of the chat. It's not them. No, but it is part of us. It mm. is. It is part of. It is something that defines us as other than the the regular of the the standard of society. And I think that uh, it should at least give some compassion to others that that feel outside of the society. Mm. At large, you really think it's that? I you don't. That's think, my life you, you don't think that you don't think the integration. Maybe it's a CBD, a central business <laughs> district thing. You know that. What it, do you mean there, Joe? Well, look, I was around when puff to bashing was a sport. Okay, mm-hmm. you know when people would go around the beats and they would, you know, really, really, really roughen up people and kill people. Yeah, and things have changed. Still Radically, happens. for some people, it still happens. It still happens. Yeah, but, it, but it's it's not part of the culture. It's not no. seen as a normal thing to do to, to prove mm. your manhood. You know, no, no, it's not a normal thing to do. Yeah, all so, right. So, what was the point there? That uh, well, the that, point is the point is I think we've... maybe in the cities mm. and maybe not the outer suburbs, but the cities themselves, that your sexuality. Yeah. Means less. Not, it means much, much less, less yeah. than it used to be. Because it used to define a person. You just yes. think, oh, he's yeah. gay, she's a lesbian, they're yeah. queer. You know, and you think, that was it. You know, yeah. that, that was all they were. Yes. I, don't, I think with uh, sexuality, that has changed a lot. I think that um, uh, the trans experience probably is a little bit more back where being gay used to be, being trans... Uh, has become that thing, and um, as I'm not, uh, I'm not, I don't identify necessarily as trans, but um, I, I see myself as part of the community with them, and so uh, to me, until they feel normalised and they feel uh, safe, then um, my community doesn't feel safe. safe. That's. Their their fear is my fear. I see. Yeah, that horrible solidarity thing, <laughs> Harry. I, that's I ruined your life, hasn't it? <laughs> solidarity. It has a bit in a way but, that yeah. I. It's harder to feel uh, ignorantly happy, but mm, um, mm, I. I think you that care. A- You've got a disease, Harry. <laughs> the caring disease. I blame my mother for that one. Yeah, I've never met anybody who cares more than 
she does. Like, religious care? No, or, no, no. She's just, uh, I guess, she's been described as like a, a Disney uh, human being come to life, just rose-coloured glasses on everything, right. sees the best in everyone, the most kind, giving person oh. I've ever met and embraces everybody for who they are, will never stop asking them questions to... Uh, learn more about them because she's genuinely interested, and that's just a rare, a rare thing. So, I th- what's your mum's name? Jeanette. Yeah, hello, Hi, Jeanette. Jeanette. Yes, yeah, so if you're much older, we I would say at the end of the program that you could use ex- excerpts for your f- funeral. <laughs> but as you're only thirty three, oh, that's Christ's age. It's- you're going to you're about to escape from the crucifixion <laughs> period of your life, Harry. Like uh, like many things, it can happen to any time, anywhere. So yes, yeah, but, please but, feel free to use this but, for my funeral. But, but, but you've only got three days, and then you escape the crucifixion, you know, yeah. complex. No, oh. but I'll be fine. In I'll, I'll be fine once I leave the cave oh, and ascend. Okay. It's fine. Common Social Change Library is an online collection of educational resources for those campaigning for social change. It collects, curates and distributes the key lessons and resources of progressive movements around Australia and across the globe. The library includes over 500 resources covering campaign strategy, community organising, activist history, digital campaigning, diversity and inclusion and much, much more. It's free to access the library, so check out the collection at www.commonslibrary.org. Common Social Change Library is a 3CR supporter. Become a 3CR subscriber today. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 03-9419-8377. Be a part of your community radio station. This is Radical Australia on Community Radio 3CR 855 on your AM dial. You're listening to William (laughs) Harry Millward here on 3CR. Kelly Whitworth, the world's greatest producer, is producing. I'm asking the stupid questions and the program will be podcast on 3CR. We need some um, sparkly, sparkly music to... Go underneath that little. No, we don't. Internet. No, that yes. was that was that was. That, you inspired look. me with your whole description no, of your no, mum no. and the sparkly, <laughs> nice no. little thing yeah, going yeah, on well, there. Maybe for Harry, I think I'll make some uh, yeah, for next I, week. I think sparkles. Yes. Yeah. 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 Add some diversity yeah. to the uh, yeah. Yeah. repertoire. I'm doing it. All right. So, why did you leave Adelaide? <laughs> why did I leave Adelaide? Um, I fell in love with a boy. Mm. Um, it's the old story, love. <laughs> It's so common on this show, isn't it? They all, they all fall in love. And they, all and, and they move and they, and they move. Places. Why, why couldn't he stay in Adelaide with you? What's no, going on no, here? No, no, it was, it was a very strange story. We met on MySpace. My, and I, that that I was thinking of that the other day, yeah. MySpace. You might be the, the only one. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, we randomly somehow connected, and I, I don't remember exactly how, um, and... Uh, we started messaging each other, then chatting on MSN Messenger, if that dates me even more. Uh, and then he travelled uh, all the way from Melbourne to Adelaide. Oh, to my spend God, one, 890 kilometres. That's with love, me. baby. That's and love. And it's very hard to say uh, no 
Did you, ta- like did you take him to Adelaide Zoo to look at the pandas? <laughs> we only had one weekend together. Is that so all? I, I, I think uh, we were distracted. Uh, thanks, thanks. <laughs> yeah, just spared me the gory details. I mean, I'd, if, if fun, I was you, fun, I'd fun, take him fun, to... Fun, fun, fun. fun, fun, fun. fun I was fun. so nervous to meet him as well, so we met... How old uh, were you then? I was 20. He yeah. was 23. So um, I said... He was all, already in South Australia. I was like, oh... Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if I can give you my address. I'll just meet you out on the road. And so I, I walked out at 3 a.m. because he got lost on the way over oh. and uh, sort of looked in the car and go, oh, that's that's the person who I saw. Uh, seems nice. And um, then we went for a, a beach walk at uh, 3 in the morning. Oh. On, nice. Before, we, before I even took him back to my house. And yeah. Was it winter or summer? Or? I don't remember. We don't want to Oh, no, that. it was April, so it would have been... Harry, oh, Harry. Quite nice weather. We're, we're not... Kelly is. I'm not interested. All right. You asked. I'm sure he's moved on. And yes. Yeah, that's. Sad. But why don't you come to Melbourne? Because uh, because travel was too hard, and uh, part of me. But why didn't he go to Adelaide? You've answered your own question previously. <laughs> why? <laughs> not going to Adelaide from Melbourne isn't really a thing that people do. Coming to Melbourne is. Uh, the dream of a lot of people. It represents yeah, right. the, the oh, biggest right. city. It represents more diversity. It represents oh, right. uh, so many things that, um, All right. at least when I was there, were a little lacking. Did you drive or fly to Melbourne? I drove. Uh, drove. I don't drive anymore, but I drove then. What do you mean you don't drive anymore? What's happening? <laughs> I'm a very clumsy person. I had a, I was in a car crash. I don't want to. Uh, no, and no, 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 we don't want to know. Just no one was Somebody's going to sue us. No one was hurt. No one was hurt. No one was hurt. But it was your fault and you got 15 points. It, no, I just, I couldn't, I, I still have my license. So I just couldn't bear the, every time I tried to drive a car after that, all I could hear was the sound of metal on metal yeah, and yeah, I just couldn't yeah. face it again. And yeah. also riding a bike is way more healthy, cheaper and, uh, God, you yeah. sound like your mother. <laughs> I, I think I probably do in some ways. Yeah. Oh, you do. You're such a caring person. Might even be facetious, which is very hard for me. So you come to Melbourne. You come to Melbourne at the age of twenty. Yeah, twenty-one. Yeah, Uh, twenty-one. Big love. How do you make a living? So uh, back in Adelaide, I studied photography. So I thought, oh, I can come over here and uh, everything will be fine. Surely there's like so many jobs in Melbourne, and uh, didn't work. I was doing photography for a childcare centre and. and uh, helping out with the uh, photography group for um, for uh, graduation photography. Uh, and it was so far from what I liked, do- liked doing. And there's a lot... Okay, working with children is hard work. The people who do it are very underpaid. Working with children for one day when you haven't really gotten to know them as a male-presenting person is a hell of a lot harder because a lot of kids freak out at strange men and trying to get them smiling when you're a stranger coming in, pointing a big Stranger camera. danger. Yeah, and, mm. I mean, poss- possibly fair enough, but it uh, it did burn me out, and mm. then I started, then I was desperate, and um, I uh, got a job in retail, um, which I've been in ever since, Um Mm. And uh, that's that's how I paid the bills. Now, Harry, you've just actually opened my eyes, being, being an ignorant old bastard. Mm-hmm. I always wondered why those photographs you take on the steps of Parliament House of the 
you know, the minuscule public housing everybody's business crowd looks so good <laughs> on the uh, Facebook page. And now I know. So if you want to look at Harry's work, if you go to public interests before corporate interests, no, not that one, public housing everybody's business uh, Facebook page, you'll see Harry in all his glory <laughs> and the rest of us. He always does a selfie on the day. I think uh, <laughs> you got, I, I, I didn't, I don't want to drag around a, tripods so i've got to give some of that millennial energy to the group and yes, yeah, uh yes gotta put in a selfie it's it's yeah. the only way to go well he's quite right in the group you know average age is 96 <laughs> and he brings it down to about 72 <laughs> so, no you know look we really appreciate your energy that's one thing i admire about you harry is you've got extraordinary amounts of energy and positive positive now tell us about don't you don't have to mention where you work but um how did you get involved with this other union that represents retail workers? So during the during when um, early 2020, when the pandemic first hit, I was pretty ignorant on uh, the way that uh, things worked. I thought there's a, there's a global pandemic, people are dying. Uh, like obviously the numbers of deaths in Italy were catastrophic. Um, they, they are going to close this down. We're not, uh, a, we're not an essential business. Uh, there's no reason for us to be open to the public. And, uh, it happened in, um, in, in New Zealand, but it didn't happen here. And why, why are the workers in New Zealand far more valuable than the workers here? And it just... Because they're New Zealanders. <laughs> I, I guess so. There's less of them. So they're, they're more valuable. Where but... were you working? We don't want to. We don't want to I, mention. Oh. We don't want to mention. We, we have to protect I, I, our sources. <laughs> Harry can put it this way. Harry's. We did say to Harry that if he actually was fired, we would all go down there and protest. Oh, I, and appreciate that. So, and we mean it. You know uh, that. And well, there's nothing worse than having elderly people congregate round your entrance, <laughs> shouting obscenities. So you know we, they, we they do don't it. have to go to work. So yeah, they uh, yeah exactly be there for. Ages. All right. So no. So so. Ha- all right. So the, what about to the continue union? the story, yeah. um, I so I I was really shocked at the the lack of government uh, response um, during the start, um, and I s- realized that I needed to protect myself. Previously, just from an influenza um, infection, I had had um, viral meningitis, uh, and that was possibly the worst thing that ever happened and could i thought you, could you explain to yeah. people what are the symptoms of viral meningitis i don't think people understand how serious it is oh it's um well for, at least for me and i i don't know that no no everybody would meningitis is a terrible disease well i for me uh, like the symptoms mm. were like i was i was sick for weeks with um the flu and then my um my boyfriend at the time he he was about to, to leave to, to go do something like he was, he was taking care of me, but, um, like, you know, he couldn't be there all the time. And then just as he was about to leave about five minutes away, I started to seizure. I was screaming. I couldn't control it. I just was rocking back and forth. So he picked me up. I was, um, mostly naked, just in my blankets. He just threw me in the car and took me to the hospital. And, um, I remember they put me down on a hospital bed and they said, what's your name? And all I did was scream. I couldn't articulate words. I couldn't look straight at anything. 
everything was going sideways. I could still, I was still very conscious. I could, I could see, I could hear, I, I knew exactly what they were saying, but there was, there was a break between uh, my mouth and my brain and it was, and, and everything. Um, and then they wheeled me away, put the gas on my mouth. I thought I was going to die. They was so sure that I was on drugs and uh, my boyfriend was just like, no, he's just, just something's, crazy. something's yeah. going on. Um, and so that really put a lot of fear in me. I get my flu shot every year now. <laughs> now so how long were you in hospital for? Um, I was only in hospital for one day because, um, I don't know if you've ever been in, um, in the intensive care unit. Hmm. It is a horrible place to be. So I begged them, even though I probably wasn't ready to, to let me home. I, mm. I, I threw up on the way yeah. home several times. Um, well, there was no cure for viral meningitis. No, so they just had to if, if got... pump me full of antivirals oh, and yeah, let me yeah, go. Yeah. And um, I just, I, I don't remember how long I was mm. in recovery, but mm. um, my mum stayed with me. When I woke up, she was there. She, tra- <laughs> she flew from Adelaide to Melbourne in time for me to wake up. And that was... Magical. A, a pretty... Yeah. Extraordinary. Extraordinary thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes. So from that, from that experience, I developed very high anxieties about the idea of this virus that was similar to the flu, but far, far worse and what that could do to a person. Um, and so I, uh, tried to connect with other people who, uh, thought the same thing, who were more health conscious. Um, uh, my, um, my partner at the time, he um, gave me a pamphlet on Rafu because I said, oh. On, uh, on what? On Rafu. Well, I said, well, I was well, going excuse, to. No, no, yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let, let me, let me, let me, let me start by saying I said, told him I was about to join the SDA because I needed to join a union and that was the, the union of retail. And he said, no, no, no. What are you doing? Join Rafu. What is Rafu? Rafu is the retail and fast food workers union. Could you just say that slowly? the Retail and Fast Food Workers Union. Right. And um, uh, I guess I sort of I sort of circled around and uh, talked to other members. I started um, chat groups online because everybody was disconnected. We, we couldn't physically talk. So I was reaching out to other workers. I would say, hey, do you, do you think this? Do you think this? Uh, I want someone from every store who's... Um, who feels this way. So I... Re- what were you trying to organise? I was trying to organise a group to uh, to make demands of, for better health. Uh, so... Health protection. Health protection. So so at the time, we, we they couldn't get us uh, PPE. Mm. They didn't give us uh, proper hand sanitizer. They weren't giving us masks, all the things that... Um, that should have, and I know that there was a shortage, but one would think if there's a shortage of safety equipment, you don't just go on with the job. When there's a shortage of safety equipment for a miner, you don't just push him in anyway. Uh, and so I said, um, until, until this is sort of under control, I believe that we should be closing uh, down or closing to the public. Um, and uh, I found people from across Australia who agreed with that, uh, from every state, um, from from the company I work for. And um, we joined together. We worked out a list of demands. We gave that to Rafu. They started a campaign in our 
in our name um, without necessarily identifying us. Uh, they um, pushed for better health protections and um, I was at the time very happy to, to see when we actually went into lockdown and no longer had to be at work because, like, or no longer had to be open to the public um, because it just didn't feel like um, the, the government was taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt very uh, supported and the amount of work that Rafwi did with us, um, contacting all times of the day, trying to, to um, connect us, trying to give us opportunities to talk to the media. Uh, I talked to Channel 7, I talked to BuzzFeed, um, and like, uh, I was not the only person who was doing this. Like there were other, there were other people. This was a, this was a group thing. Um, but I think, um, being a worker, if you are on a permanent contract, you have an automatic advantage. You can stand up for yourself. You can push back a little without worrying that you're not going to be able to put food on the table. There are a lot of casual workers out there who wanted to say the same things, but could not because they would just stop getting shifts. And it, and it, and it did happen. Not, you know, they didn't say, Oh, you are part of the union. Therefore we're going to stop giving you shifts. They're not that stupid, but it was, we don't have enough shifts. Oh, we don't have enough work. Oh, you know, cutting down on expenses. Mm. Um, And so uh, it really takes a lot for someone in that position to stand right. up and... Now, what's union membership like these what days? What was the outcomes of that campaign? Um, it, we didn't get what we fought for, which was uh, actually um, closing the store to the public. This was before the second lockdown. So this was when we were still open to the public. Everyone was coming in, rubbing their hands on every DVD. Mm. I don't know why people were coming in for DVDs. Um, oh, bored. The, I know, but pandemics weren't... Aren't there to be nice? Pandemics no, are, are bored. horrible. Yeah, but, but the people are bored. Oh, bore them. Um, uh, so the outcomes were there was a lot of coincidental uh, us getting PPE, us getting uh, a lot of a lot of protections, and uh, that we hadn't gotten previously. It was never attributed to us, um, mm. but uh, the timing was very coincidental. So, so, you know, you know, it was all the work that you did. did. I, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. I, if it I, happens if I ask, all the time that people on the grassroots in the grassroots yeah, don't yeah. get acknowledged for the no, work that no. they do, and that's why history is important. And that's, that's and that's fine. It's fine. No, no, it's not fine. It's, it's not fine. It's, it has it to be, be fine because otherwise, no, I can't keep the smile on my face. No, but it has to be acknowledged. <laughs> yes, it has to yeah. be acknowledged, and that's the mistake we make in this country constantly. Yeah. We think we wake up every day and we think it's a brand new day, no. and that we've got no connection with the past. I, w- I want to go back to unionisation. Well done. Oh, oh, you don't have to thank Harry. <laughs> I will if I want. Well, you can if you want to, but he doesn't need it. He's not that type of person. Stay out of it. He doesn't have to be stroked. I'm not stroking. Yes, you are. He doesn't have to I'm be I'm commending stroked. him on his work. He should be acknowledged. Well, I would like to thank everybody <laughs> in every union that puts in the hard work there to make... you are. Humble. Uh, Humble. ...to make this place a, be- a better one... No rights were ever won without a fight. Exactly. And we need to bring that fight every day. Yep. And uh, what's what's it like um, now as far as union membership in, uh, in in the private sector and retail? Um, 
I, I mean, I don't know the numbers. Uh, I mean, if you're talking com- combined, I mean, the SDA is pretty, they, they often overinflate their numbers as I understand it. Um, but and it also depends on where you work. So fast food uh, and supermarkets are a lot more um, unionized than other parts of retail. The Apple stores have finally started uh, negotiating um with the help of their unions uh, for better conditions. So there is a real wake up in inside the community. It just, as cultures are, it, it, it moves slowly and in not, not in the directions you necessarily want it to, or you can't force it. Um, but it is being taken up by a lot of, a lot of staff in a lot of companies and, um, not necessarily the one I work for, but I'm, I'm very happy for them. Do you, what do you feel about the Albanese-led Labor government basically hanging out your union to dry in the current uh, I... legislation that's going through <laughs> Parliament where because you're not a registered trade union, you won't have the same power to negotiate on behalf of your members? Um. I think that my view is that calling um, them continuing to call themselves the Labor government, uh, as in insinuating that they're the um, the party of workers, is a bit of a joke. the The accord, the um, the the things that hold the power that holds people back from being able to um, strike or create. Um, uh, or to <laughs> to to make their demands heard um, is something that holds this country back. We're a backwater in that way, and um, mm. I well, you realise the Chinese don't have the right to strike. Why should we have the right to strike? <laughs> um, <laughs> That's what they say all the time. I, you know? it, yeah, what what the hilarious. Chinese does is is uh, a business for the, no, the Chinese no, no, workers. No. I mean, I yeah. obviously solidarity with all of them, but. Um, no, the joke is that's the joke. Yeah. People say Australian, you know, free country, there's the right to strike. There's really no, no. right to strike outside no. an enterprise bargaining agreement no. period and you've got to jump through so many hoops, there's no point. And if you strike illegally, you can be char- yes. you can be fined $10,000 a day and individual, yep. it just goes on and on. It's, 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 it's horrendous. It's essentially uh, removing the ability for people to withdraw from work if they choose to. Mm. And so for everyone who says, oh, but... You know, you choose to work there. Working is a choice. It's not a choice. Mm. Working mm. isn't a choice. You have to do it to survive. And what planet are they living uh, on? There's a lot of um, confused libertarians out there. Yeah, you, you realise that when Alfred united England, mm. if you murdered somebody, you could buy your way out of it. You'd pay compensation mm. to the family. But if you're a, a bonded labourer, and you you know work for a feudal lord. If you left that employment without permission, you'd be executed. That's where we come from. <laughs> nothing, much, nothing much has great, changed. Has great it? history. Yeah, no. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Has it really? Not not really. Not in the abstract sense. No. You, the the actual the details might have changed, but the the overarching idea that. Uh, that we're we're slaves to this capitalist system as uh, mm. is is not 
not changed much, or at least if it changes, it changes back very fast. Have you ever heard of the Tolpuddle Martyrs? I have not, but I'd love to hear about it. Uh, fascinating. They were agricultural workers who, in the 1830s, I think late 1820s or early 1880s, six of them took an oath to join and form a union to improve their conditions. They were tried in an English court and they were sent to Tasmania as convicts. They were sentenced to 14 years. But there was such a fuss in England because at that particular point in time the Chartist movement was quite strong that uh, that they were um, pardoned and sent back to England. And that was because of solidarity. The toll puddle martyrs, it's very important. That's not the same time as the levellers and... No, no. That's that, that much was, earlier, isn't it? That was 200 it? years before that. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. And the first, the first strike that occurred in Australia was by convict ticket of leave men who were working for the... What was his name? Macquarie. I don't know who they were. Working for one of the big... In 1817. And the bloke who led the strike, I've forgotten his name... During the lambing season, he was sentenced to 500 lashes and died during that. So this country has a wonderful history of, uh, you know, as far as working people are concerned, a wonderful history. So I'm very... It does have a wonderful history, though, Mm. but we we do Mm. have wonderful parts of our history. We have the green bands. That's right. We have the, um, I believe it was the refusal to send resources to Japan during... Pig Iron Bob. That's that's right. Yes, yeah. yeah. So there are, there are amazing parts um, right. that have but, just been. But, but the difference is now we've got a legislative framework which is made basically criminalises workplace activity. In the good old days, in inverted commas, we'd occupy a factory or we'd occupy a workplace, <laughs> and you know, as a bargaining demand. Now, if you occupy your workplace, do you know under the current legislation you can be jailed for up to 25, 25 years? I did have to learn uh, fast as to, to what the limits of what we could do when I first signed <laughs> yeah. up. You know, I, I, I'm sure, like a lot of people, I had no idea what uh, a union was or what mm. it could do or what mm. powers it was. It had. It's not something we learn in school. Mm. Um, and partly it's only by joining that you learn. Um, mm. But... Mm. Uh, I mean, yours is a very powerful union. Although it's not registered, it's taken Woolworths to court, mm-hmm. Coles to court, KFC to court, and it's won. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating. The ALP government, the Albanese-led Labor Party, has come to an agreement with these large corporations to basically sideline your union. And you can't be registered because the other one is registered. So it's just extraordinary that yeah. they have come, they have succumbed to corporate pressure. And that's not 10 years ago, 20 years ago. That's now, this week. This week. It's not our left-wing PM. You mean the socialist left fraction? Yeah, not, our, in a, not our socialist left, left Albanese. Abs- they, no, that can't be no, right. No, it's like socialist left Mr Andrews, you know, privatise this, privatise that. Now let's forget about all this. <laughs> so, plans for the future, young Harry? Um, Apart from a great birthday party <laughs> on, <laughs> in three days' time. Um, uh I was thinking about this because I've listened to this show before and I know it's the question you always ask, but honestly, the, the pandemic, the, that has, uh, has burned through this world has kind of ruined every, any idea I thought I had for what the future held. Oh, come I, on, no, no, Harry. No, like every, every plan I, you know, every sort of idea I had growing up about what I would do, where it would be. Uh, the per- kind of person I wanted to be has sort of has sort of gone with it. 
but in a way that's kind of freeing in a way that's kind of let me take the future as it comes and expect nothing and just be grateful for, wow. for everything. Um, so it's, I, I, I don't know that I have set plans for the future. I only have set plans for the rest of the year and then I'll have set plans for another month and another month. And I hope that, uh, I hope that I can do right. something in that time. What's mm. happening on the 12th? Come on. Come on. <laughs> Give us a slight. I mean, you, what do young people, are you going to go to McDonald's for a burger or something? <laughs> I'm going for a burger. My, uh, <laughs> where a uh, shout out to Joe from Big Mouth in, um, in uh, Preston. Uh, he does great burgers, but uh, he lives just down the road. And so I said, Joe, I'm going to be bringing a bunch of friends over and uh, we're going to uh, eat you out of uh, out of the store. So. Uh, are, we, are we going to blow out a candle? We might blow out a candle. Yeah, a candle. No, not thirty four. Nice. Not thirty four. <laughs> yeah, the, the cost of living has risen. I can't yeah. afford thirty four candles. Well, you're a retail <laughs> worker. Tea light. Tea light. Yeah. But he's a retail worker. He makes tons of money. <laughs> Well, what's the average wage? What's the hourly wage? I for don't know the average wage, but but uh, for you, what's for, a, for the minute the, yeah. the the wage is approximately twenty three dollars an hour. But the the value of of money has uh, gone down <laughs> over the last year. So. You mean you gross nine hundred dollars a week? Uh, no, because I don't work full time. You gross less than that. I do gross less than that. And and you and you because so, I've got to make time smiling. to come out for uh, public housing, everybody's yeah. business, Joe. It's Don't part complain, of my life. Joe. Yeah, but we understand that, Harry. But we <laughs> did give you dispensation. We said you're young, you got a life, live it. Don't bother with us old people. No. So, why do you think housing is such an important issue? I think housing is some is uh, on the the base of the pyramid of human needs, and that anything on that base should not be. Uh, restricted from people just because they weren't born the right person. Um, and I think that I would like to thank you for all the work you do to support public housing, uh, Joe. And uh, if anybody wants to come out every Thursday or out there, public housing, everybody's business on the steps of parliament. Yeah, and then at one o'clock we have lunch. And one o'clock we have lunch. <laughs> do you yeah. go for lunch with all those folks too? I often oh, do. Yeah, Harry, they're Harry's, lovely, pleasant people. He is he's in a breath of fresh air. <laughs> you know, at least we don't get coughed on by elderly people with germs. When Harry coughs on us, it's pure hay fever. <laughs> well, Harry, Millward. That's me. William Harry Millward with the happy mother. <laughs> Thank you very much for... Uh, Jeanette. Jeanette? Yes. yes. Hello, yes. Jeanette. <laughs> oh, she's not going to listen. She will. He, she will. He, she will. You've done such a great job with this lovely boy. Good son. Yeah, well, he's a good son, but uh, he hasn't been crucified yet. <laughs> but look, Harry, it's a pleasure seeing you. Look, you've got no idea how important it is to see young people take on the positions you've taken on to us older generation, because sometimes it just feels that there was no point in struggling. So thank you very much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being yourself. And I hope you have a great future and hopefully we'll get you a public house one day. <laughs> all, all the best. Thank you both.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.